Let's talk for a minute about your mayor, and my mayor too for that matter. Because listen, the American legal system is amazingly complex. It took hundreds of years and millions of laws to build this system. It's fundamentally racist. It criminalizes poverty and mental illness. And over 10 million people per year are caught up in this system. That's more than any country in the history of the world. And those of us who are committed to dismantling this system, we found that the local district attorney has a huge hand in changing the system. And so we've helped elect district attorneys all over the country to do great work. But today I wanna talk with you about your mayor and just how much power and how much sway your local mayor often has over the local legal system. Remember, we're not really calling it a justice system because it doesn't produce a whole lot of justice. And we damn sure aren't calling it the criminal justice system because that already criminalizes people long before they've even been found guilty of a crime. It's a legal system. So today we're gonna dig in to how much influence local mayors really have on this system and how we can start leveraging them to do so much more. Let's dig in. This is Sean King, and you are listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. No single person has more power, more juice, more authority, more sway in cities than the local mayor. They have more power than a senator. They have more power in your city than a governor. They have more power in your town than a congressperson. And as far as local policies go, as far as local budgets go, your local mayor has more actual power in your city than the president of the United States. That's how much power they have. And in the United States, we have about 285 cities with over 100,000 or more residents. Now, each of those 285 cities, they all have mayors. And in those particular cities, the 285 cities with 100,000 or more residents, they have the strongest political system for mayors where mayors are truly like the CEO of the city. But we have 1,419 cities with 30,000 or more residents. Now, to, to even come out even farther, we have nearly 20,000 towns and cities that have under 100,000 residents. And nearly two-thirds of those also have mayors. Sometimes they have county executives, and sometimes they have really strong city councils. But right now, we estimate that nearly 80% of all Americans live in urban areas with strong mayors. That's four out of five Americans. And so over the past three years, alongside many other organizers and activists, we have worked around the clock to let you know just how much control your local district attorney has over the local legal system. Nearly 99% of all cases come right through their office. But in communicating to you just how much power the district attorney has, 
we've unintentionally let somebody else off the hook, and that somebody is your local mayor. So here's the deal. When the DA, and while the DA rather, sees 99% of all criminal cases and chooses who to charge and how to charge them and how to prosecute them, and the DA, the district attorney, absolutely chooses who to let off and who to give a deal to, and all of that is extremely powerful. But your local mayor has way more sway over the local legal system than we've actually ever really talked about. And as a result, mayors have gotten away, and this is just with very few exceptions, like there are a few mayors who have nailed justice reform, like my friends Chokwe Lumumba, who was the mayor of Jackson, Mississippi, and Ross Baraka, who was the mayor of Newark, New Jersey. But mayors in this country have simply not been held accountable for their role in building mass incarceration for their role in supporting and protecting police brutality and in so much more that is horribly wrong with the systems we have right now. Let me break it down for you. Break it down. As you may know, right now we have two current mayors running for president. That's Bill de Blasio, who's mayor of my hometown of New York, and Mayor Pete Buttigieg of South Bend, Indiana. And we also have several former mayors running, including Cory Booker, who's the former mayor of Newark. And if you go way, way back, you even have a man by the name of Bernard Sanders, who used to be the mayor of Burlington, Vermont. And in the debates, as you may have seen, in the the Democratic primary debates, it's starting to come up that Mayor de Blasio and Mayor Pete have not only failed in many ways to properly address the issues of police brutality and police misconduct in their hometowns, but when you bring that issue up to them, both men act completely powerless, like they can't say or do anything about police brutality or mass incarceration in their cities. And it's just not true. Mayors have a lot more power over unethical and corrupt and abusive police than Mayor Pete and Mayor de Blasio really want to acknowledge. They are the leaders of their cities, and they usually are able to exert direct control over the police chief, sometimes with internal and external governing and accountability measures right there at their disposal. And they often have the power to intervene and fire other officers as well. Listen, mayors who are concerned about police misconduct can dramatically impact whether and how unethical officers are held accountable. Let me be clear. Mayors typically appoint, recruit, hire, and fire the police chiefs. I mean, mayors oversee the person who runs the police department. Mayors largely control the policies that govern when police are required to turn over the body camera footage. For example, in Washington, D.C., the mayor has the authority to just release the body camera footage in quote-unquote matters of significant public interest. And other mayors all over the country have that power. Mayors regularly appoint and remove members 
of public safety boards, which determine whether there is cause to fire an officer. And mayors regularly appoint and remove the, the members of independent review boards, which also investigate and prosecute police misconduct. Mayors can create or support or help bring into fruition civilian review panels that provide oversight and find ways for police to actually build trust with their communities. Mayors can direct police departments on what they need to be doing with their budget to focus their budgets on better technology and better data that will actually increase transparency rather than increase weapons and force. Mayors can cooperate with and publicly support other stakeholders in the legal system who help keep police accountable. For instance, there are prosecutors right now all over the country who are adopting what we call do not call policies, which keep officers known for unethical behaviors off the witness stand. They can't testify in cases. But here's what I've come to know. Mayors want us, they need us even, to think that they don't have that much power over policing because it allows them to take credit when things are going well in their city, but to shirk the blame when something falls apart, particularly around the issue of policing and police brutality. That's what Mayor Bill de Blasio has done for five straight years with the murder of Eric Garner. Pretending like he has no power, his hands are tied, there's nothing he can do. When he could have intervened five damn years ago. Same with Mayor Pete, actually right now in South Bend. I like Mayor Pete as a person. I've talked to him. He is a brilliantly smart dude. But right now in South Bend, the community is irate over how he has handled the police murder of a brother named Eric Logan right there in the city. And Mayor Pete in the debates and on other opportunities, when he's asked about it, just says like, hey, I don't have a lot of power over the matter. Yes, he does. Yes, mayors do. Which brings me to our action steps for today. First off, if you have not already signed up to be a part of our action team, why not? We need you on our action team, and you can sign up right now at the Action Pack. That's the Action P A C, the Action Pack.com. Please sign up now at the Action Pack.com because this is how we email and contact and stay in touch with you as we fight for social and political change together. But here's what we want you to start working on. It sounds simple, but we're building something. We simply want you to email and call your local mayor's office. I don't care if you live in a town with 10,000 people or 100,000 people or 500,000 people. Begin emailing a few people in your local mayor's office. Not mine, not somebody else's, just yours, because here's the truth. You have way more influence in your local mayor's office than I do. They listen to local residents. And there are two very important questions we want you to email your local mayor. If you can, we'd love for you to call them as well, but email them. And here's the first question. What's your plan to change, reform, improve the local legal system? 
Now, in your email, you might want to go ahead and call it the criminal justice system. That's probably what they're most familiar with. What's your plan to change, reform, improve the criminal justice system? What's their plan? Can they send you the plan? Is it posted online? Where can you see it? Are they working toward it? How are they tracking the progress? These are the questions I want you to ask them. What's their plan for changing and improving the local legal or justice system? How are they tracking the results? Where can you see the plan? Can they send it to you? How far along are they in the process? What's left? Who's helping? And when you get that feedback, we'd love for you to send it to us. And I'll give you my email address here in just a second. I also want you to ask them a question that they probably don't get asked very much. And it's what this whole podcast was about. They try to avoid this answer. I want you to ask them, what powers do they have as mayor over the local justice and legal system? Can they just detail out? I want you to ask them, please detail out for us, for me, for you, the powers they have, the authorities they have over all aspects of the local legal system, the local justice system. What powers do they have over the police department? What powers do they have over the policies? We just want to see them. We want you to see them. And we want to begin letting them know that we're looking. And then when you find out what you find out, email us. I see these. Email us at thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com. Email us at thebreakdown at thenorthstar.com. Can't wait to hear from you. We're trying to build something here, and this is just step zero of a multi-step process of what we're trying to do. Let's go. Break it down. Thank you all so much for making it all the way through this episode of The Breakdown. And if you haven't already subscribed to our podcast, what are you doing? What are you waiting for? We need you to subscribe because we're right back here every single weekday breaking down important news stories and issues and we'd love 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 for you to subscribe on your favorite podcast apps like apple podcast or spotify and please share this podcast with your friends and family because our next big goal is to get to 100,000 subscribers and we're not going to get there without you have you left a review yet we need you to leave a review we have great reviews but we still want to hear from you of course, thank you so much to the nearly 30,000 founding members of the North Star whose generosity even makes this podcast possible. We love you all and appreciate you so very much. And if you love this podcast and you want to support our work or you want to see the show notes and transcripts for each episode, we'd love it if you'd consider becoming a founding member of our community. You can do that right now at thenorthstar.com. They would not only have all of our podcasts, the iPhone app and Android app, but hundreds of original articles and stories and commentaries from some of the leading scholars and thinkers and journalists in the world. Lastly, a shout out to the team at The Appeal for supporting us in this episode. To our associate producer, Lissandra, and our podcasting director and senior producer, Willis, for their hard work on this and every episode. Take care, everybody. Break it down.